Here are the biggest questions after Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. It's a little hard to believe that Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness wasn't some elaborate fever dream that we all shared collectively. Because after months of speculation and fan theories, the film is finally here in all of its spooky universe-hopping glory. And now that the dust of the opening weekend is settled, you might find yourself with some burning questions about this film. Well, you're not alone, and today we're going to answer all of them. Okay, we're going to answer most of them. Alright, we're going to answer at least some of them. We're going to break it all down for you in just a moment, but if you prefer to read all about it, Michael Walsh has you covered over on Nerdist.com. However, to talk about these questions in detail, we need to spoil what happens in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So if you haven't seen this movie yet and you're worried about spoilers, now's your chance to leave before things get weird. I don't even want to know! Okay, let's get into it, shall we? First question, is the MCU officially Earth-616? In Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Christine Palmer from the Illuminati's reality tells Strange that his universe has been designated Earth-616 and hers is Earth-838. Now this immediately sparked several people hilariously saying oh sh in the screening that I went to, and for understandable reasons. Earth-616 is the designation that fans use for the main Marvel Universe in the comics. It's the primary timeline from which multiversal stories can and do diverge. As explained in a super in-depth article on Nerdist by Rosie Knight, Earth-616 as a concept sprang from British comics creator David Thorpe, and formally was introduced by Alan Moore and Alan Davis in The Daredevil's Number 7. So how did Thorpe arrive at this number? Well, it's quite simple. He thought of the main Marvel Universe as a frankly terrible place to live. So he took the number 666 and subtracted 50. Math. But up until now, the MCU is labeled as Earth-199999 by most sources. It was intended to be a separate entity from the comics, another universe in this vast Marvel multiverse. Now, with that said, there were hints previously. Mysterio mentioned 616 in Spider-Man Far From Home, and we saw a film strip labeled ETH-616 in the TVA's offices on Loki. And now we have the Baxter Foundation's top scientist telling Strange that his universe has a familiar designation? Something is fishy here. So, while the MCU could become a version of Earth-616 moving forward, I'm more inclined to believe that it's not official just yet. And why do you ask? Well, that's because this terminology is coming from Christine Palmer and the other scientists from Earth-838, not the main MCU reality. They don't get to be the arbiters of the entire multiverse, especially because most of them are either human Jackson Pollock paintings or trapped in a weird moat. Now, speaking of Mordo, that brings us to our next question. What the hell happened between Baron Mordo and Doctor Strange? While we left Earth-838 Mordo trapped in the Illuminati throne room, apparently unable to scramble up a sheer surface, Strange tells him that the Mordo in his reality tried to kill him. Now, although Doctor Strange 1 ended with Mordo going a bit off the deep end and hunting down random sorcerers to drain them of their energy, we never see anything particularly murdery transpire between him and Stephen Strange. So is the so-called 616 Mordo dead and gone? Is he in wizard prison? Wiz priz, if you will? And what's next for 838 Mordo? Only time will tell, but it sure sounds like a menagerie of Mordos is in our future, and they're definitely going to get pretty murdery. Keeping things firmly planted in the realm of the Illuminati, we also got confirmation that the robotic sentries in this film are Ultron drones. Now, despite a bunch of people who are absolutely positive that Tom Cruise was going to appear in this film as Iron Man, or a variant of Iron Man, there was no mention of Tony Stark by the Illuminati. So the question remains, 
who developed these Ultron drones. Yes, it could have easily been a version of Tony Stark who died in the fight against Thanos, which ultimately led to Black Bolt turning Earth 838's Doctor Strange from sorry into slurry. However, in the movie, they say that Reed Richards is the smartest man alive. And while that alive modifier could be a nod to Tony being dead, it seems more accurate to say that Reed might be the one that developed this universe's version of the Ultron drones. Now, while we're on the subject of Reed Richards, you might be wondering if John Krasinski is going to stick around and even direct the Fantastic Four movie in the wake of John Watts leaving that project. Honestly, I have no idea, but I seriously doubt that's going to be the case. With that said, I will happily be proven wrong. At the moment, I'm much more concerned with the question of, is there another version of the Illuminati out there? There was a precedent for it in the main MCU reality with Tony Stark having an Illuminati Easter egg on his phone way back in Iron Man 2. But with that said, given that we already met the Illuminati in this movie and watched them get brutally murdered, I think the bigger shadowy cabal we need to worry about is whoever Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine is working for with her anti-hero recruitment drive. Now, another question that we've been seeing a lot of is how does Doctor Strange remember Spider-Man and the events of No Way Home? During their initial encounter with America Chavez, Strange and Wong mention Spider-Man, and they talk about what happened in New York referring to the events of No Way Home. They intentionally leave things vague, but the way they do word it makes me think that neither Strange nor Wong actually remembers Peter Parker. They do remember that Spider-Man is a masked vigilante they fought alongside in the past, but they also probably remember to some degree they fought off a multiversal invasion caused in no small part by Doctor Strange himself. And while I'm sure that Kevin Feige and co have their own thoughts on this matter, it's likely tied up in larger real-world conversations with Sony, who own the rights to the character. They have to be careful or else we could find ourselves in the multiverse of Morbius come May 2025. And nobody wants that. Nobody. Next, let's move on to the Scarlet Elephant in the room. While Wanda spent much of this movie trying to reunite with her missing kids, Billy and Tommy, the only mention of Vision we had was when she told Strange how she had to kill him for nothing. So why didn't Wanda try to find a reality out there where she actually lived happily ever after with Vision and her kids? The answer to this, like most things in this movie, is the Darkhold. In the final moments of WandaVision, we saw Wanda speed reading that grimoire of chaos magic, then dramatically looking up when she heard what sounded like Billy and Tommy crying out for help from another dimension. While Wanda likely had come to terms with Vision's death because it happened in reality for her, there was definitely more unresolved trauma surrounding bidding farewell to the twin boys that she created from whole magical cloth. Remember, the Darkhold was written by the demonic entity C'thon. It exacts a toll on any who use it. So maybe it sensed a longing inside of Wanda and sought to use the prospect of finding her kids as a way to fully corrupt her and draw her to that creepy temple atop Mount Wondagore. Besides, Vision technically not dead. There's a white Vision out there somewhere. So maybe Wanda's waiting for him to make the first move while she goes off to find their missing kids and he ponders the ship of Theseus for a few more movies until he's like, beep blorp, I love my my wife again. As for the questions of what Wanda's connection to Mount Wondagore are and whether she's really dead at the end of the movie, well, we covered both of those in our recent ending and post-credits explainer. In short, Wanda has deep ties to Mount Wondagore. She was born there in the comics, Cthon created the Darkhold there, and in some tellings, he placed his mark on Wanda, binding them together. And no, Wanda isn't dead. Come on, you're smarter than that. However, I would add to all of this that it's also connected to the Scarlet Witch prophecy from WandaVision. 
When showing Wanda the Darkhold, Agatha says, the Scarlet Witch is not born, she is forged. She has no coven or need for incantation. Her power exceeds that of the Sorcerer Supreme. It is her destiny to destroy the world. While Wanda may not have been born with it, it certainly isn't Maybelline either. It's magic, and likely the fulfillment of a long-standing prophecy orchestrated by entities like Cthon. One day they wanted to draw Wanda back to the seat of power, so the demonic entity and the forces of chaos could work through her to sow destruction across the multiverse as the Scarlet Witch. Now, moving on. Chances are that you also have questions about who Charlize Theron's playing and Stephen Strange's new third eye. We cover both of those in detail in our ending explainer video, which I will link to in the description below. The answers in brief are that she is Clea, a powerful spellcaster, Stephen Strange's longtime love interest, and the niece of Dormammu. And his third eye emerged because he used the Darkhold, and much like the Eye of Agamotto, it awakened him to some darker truths of the multiverse. More importantly, you might be wondering what is an incursion, and what do they mean for the future of the MCU. Essentially, an incursion is when two universes are on a collision course. The event cannot be stopped, rather one universe needs to be sacrificed to save the other. It was a brutal moral conundrum that the Marvel Universe dealt with in the pages of Jonathan Hickman's New Avengers leading up to the events of Secret Wars in 2015. And Secret Wars, the end result of incursions destroying the multiverse and reforming as one wild pastiche ruled over by a god king Doctor Doom, seems to be exactly where the Marvel Cinematic Universe is also heading. Will they replace Doctor Doom with Kang the Conqueror as the big bad? Well, potentially, but as much as I love a good Kang watch, I'm also champing at the bit for Doctor Doom to join the MCU as well. For now, though, the Dark Dimension is apparently facing a multiversal incursion of some sort, and Strange needs to venture into the dreadlands of Dormammu to put things right. And given that Kevin Feige recently mentioned how Sylvie's actions at the end of Loki gave rise to this multiversal mayhem, something tells us this won't be the last incursion we deal with either. Anyway, folks, there you have it. Those are the biggest questions we have after Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. We'll have even more deep dives, explainers, and Easter eggs for you in the days ahead. But for now, tell us, what did you think of this movie? What were your biggest questions? Yeah, I don't know, I haven't gotten to that part yet. Let us know in the comments below. And for the latest and greatest in the world of pop culture, make sure you stay tuned to Nerdist.com.